discuss spring sports, uh, lacrosse and baseball and softball, all, all sorts of things going on down in the southern part of the state's uh, state. Michael, um, it is not cold, super cold any longer. So I feel like this this helps with the with the coverage and everything. It also allows games to actually be played. You know what? It's uh, it's a lot better than it was last year. That's the first thing I'll say. Because last spring was cold and drizzly and miserable pretty much from start to finish. We've actually had some nice days. I've actually had a few people comment on me getting some color on my face. So, you know, all, all things considered, it's been a pretty good start to the spring season as far as the weather goes. Let's start off uh, on the lacrosse uh, side of things. Um, southern part of the state, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of roll through. We'll start off with the, with girls. And, you know, I, wa- I got to watch a little bit of your, your show yesterday. Uh, uh, with uh, with Taylor and, and Steve, let's talk a little bit about some of the girls' teams and, and who we should be watching out for down in the uh, the southern part of the state for for girls lacrosse. You know, I guess the big theme with girl with girls and boys lacrosse this year is that they've gone to three classes, and it just shows how quickly this sport has grown. Because as recently as 2005, there was just one. Uh, now we have three. Uh, a lot of teams are playing more competitive schedules this year, and that all adds up to more compelling games, which is a lot of fun for fans and for me. Um, I think the two best teams in the state are on a collision course in Class A South. That's Kennebunk and Massabesic. Kennebunk's won the last two Class B titles. Uh, they are now up in A, and Massabesic's the defending A champ. They're both undefeated. They meet May 24th in Kennebunk, probably to a determined home field advantage for the uh, tournament. And then they'll probably meet again in the regional final, with that being the de facto state game. So two tremendous teams that have really just established themselves as premier programs. And uh, certainly the cream of the crop in A South, uh, A North. You know, Falmouth's now in A, and uh, they're looking very strong. They've had a couple of losses on the road at Massabesic and at Kennebunk, but they've beaten everyone else. Uh, you've got some other teams that are that are doing well so far. I just don't know if schools like Portland and Lewiston and Oxford Hills are going to be in Falmouth's category when all is said and done. And then the interesting thing about B and C uh, this year is they're just one region. You don't have uh, the A, you don't have the North and the South. You just have Class B and. You know, with the heel points will determine who plays. You know, you might have teams making long trips to play each other come playoff time. But, you know, Class B has kind of been Yarmouth's uh, region to dominate here in recent years. And even though they lost in the state game the last two seasons, they're always right there. And I, I think they have a championship-caliber team this year, but it's not going to be easy for them. Uh, Greeley's a team that's really on the rise. I think Cape Elizabeth's dangerous. you got schools like York and Wayne Plays who could beat anyone on a given day. And Mesolonsky was now in B after moving down. They've had a lot of playoff success in recent years, too. So uh, a lot of good stories around the state. Hey, Class C, you got the new West. That's mostly for newer schools and smaller schools. Uh, but you've got a couple teams in St. Dom's and Lake Region who have shown that they can beat teams from higher classes. And I think at this point they've got to be viewed as the favorite with maybe Freeport in the mix as well. So uh, a lot of good stories there on the girls' side. Talking with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster. Let's flip it over to the boys' side of the ledger. Of course, a lot of good lacrosse being played right now. Yeah, and it's kind of a funny year in that two of the state's perennial powers are struggling at this point in Cape and Scarborough. You know, you look at the standings and you see Cape Elizabeth at 3-3, three and three, you figure that the MPA must have entered scores wrong. Um, but in truth, they're, uh, they're kind of in a transition here. A couple of their top offensive players are hurt. And they're playing a very, very tough schedule. They, uh, they lost to Yarmouth for the first time in 21 meetings. They lost an overtime game at TA. And then they lost over at Falmouth in a game that probably most people expected them to lose. But I really think by the end of the year, Cape Elizabeth would be there. They always are. Uh, any Ben Raymond coach team that has a few losses is very, very dangerous. They're only going to get better as the season goes on. 
And that Class A South, uh, it's, it's, you know, same story with the girls. Uh, very interesting because you got TA who's undefeated right now. South Portland has proven that they can play with anybody. And then Cape Elizabeth, so that's going to be a very fun playoff region to watch. I think in the north, just as the case is with the girls, Falmouth is the prohibitive favorite. Even though Portland's uh, off to its best start in years, and they're undefeated, Falmouth is playing at another level and another schedule-type uh, level. Uh, Wyndham's maybe a dark horse to watch there. Uh, Class B, you know, the Irish spent the state game five years running, and they've lost every single time. But now Cape and Falmouth are out of Class B. And the Yarmouth's going to have to worry about Brunswick more than anyone else, and that's that's a potential terrific state game if that comes to fruition. Uh, certainly, both teams have a long way to go, and so that's a possibility. And then in Class C, you've got a couple of established programs who are small schools, uh, NYA, Wingfleet, who are in the mix with some teams that we just don't know much about. Uh, Freiburg, Lincoln Academy, they're both undefeated right now. How uh, how their records translate to teams from down here, I guess we'll find out come playoff time, but. You know, boys and girls lacrosse, there's certainly a lot of buzz around both genders this year, and I think that the postseason is going to be a lot of fun, too. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster joins us. Mike, how about uh, lacrosse uh, picture's pretty bright. How about, uh, and it is the fastest-growing sport in the country, by the way. That's right. Um, tell us about softball. What, what's going on in Southern Maine softball? Well, you know, if you're talking Southern Maine softball, there's just one team you need to start with, and, and they're at such a, another level. It's, it's unbelievable. And now, of course, it's Scarborough, the defending class uh, A champs. They, uh, they're already 8-0. and They've already scored over 100 runs. Believe it or not, guys, they've won 81 straight regular season games, and that dates back to 2013. And I, I bet that probably three-quarters of those games weren't even competitive. And that, that program's just at another level. And, you know, Tom Griffin, it doesn't matter who they lose, that they, he turns that program over. That lineup, one through nine, all the girls on the team can crush the ball. They hit two, three, four, one runs a game. And as always, they have, you know, fantastic pitching as well with Corey Griffin and Bella Dickinson. Certainly, they are the odds on favorite. Uh, Noble's getting a lot of buzz this year, but Scarborough did beat them 6 nothing last week. Thornton Academy, I think, is viewed as a team that can maybe give Scarborough a run. Uh, they're going to meet next week. But, you know, all signs suggest that Scarborough is just going to roll uh, through this region one more time and that perhaps we'll have a showdown with Skowhegan in the state game because right now uh, Skowhegan is undefeated. Now, Class B is a very different story from Class A in that you don't have a dominant team. Uh, only one team in the whole region has a, as, as little as one loss, and that's O'Kill. Uh, everyone else has more. And uh, Freiburg Academy is always there. Green of Gloucester is a you know, traditional power. Uh, Greeley, I think, is dangerous. Wells is a preseason favorite, but they have three losses already. Uh, York was doing great. looked like they might be the team to beat, and then their, uh, their stud pitcher got hurt and was out for the year. And then you got schools like Cape and Yarmouth who are always in the mix, too. So I don't know where to begin with that reason. I think you know, anyone could take it when all is said and done. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster. Um, you know, Portland Falmouth had a had a great baseball matchup the other day. I know I've been following your timeline quite a bit. You've uh, you've been covering a lot of a lot of good baseball out there uh who are who are some of the uh is it some of the same old suspects down in southern maine or do we have some new ones this year well i think you know it just talked about with class b softball i think class a south baseball is a very similar story you got portland is five and one and then everyone else has at least two losses you know everyone's beating everybody i was trying to figure out our, our top 10 poll and it's just like it's almost impossible to do because one team beat 15 and this other team beat them and it just it's very hard to make heads or tails of you know who these top teams are but Portland has been the most consistent in the early going. You know, the book on them is they're still a year away because they only have a couple seniors. But, you know, they've got solid pitching. They play very good defense and timely hitting. And so far, that's been the recipe for success. But, 
you know, you go down the list here. I mean, you've got multiple teams at five and two. You know, Wyndham, Noble, South Portland, Thornton Academy. I think TA was probably viewed as the favorite coming into the season. They started a little slowly. I think they'll be there at the end. Uh, South Portland, I think, will be there at the end. You know, Noble's been a very pleasant surprise. Uh, Wyndham's been very good. They got off to a slow start, but they've been very tough since, and they're the only team to beat Portland so far. Uh, Gorham's there as well. You know, Scarborough's three and four, but I think they're going to come along. Any uh, Mike D'Andrea coach team you have to take very seriously. Thelma's sitting three and four. They're the two-time defending regional champs, and obviously a very different team this year after graduating almost all their pitching, but I think they'll be there at the end. So, you know, flip the coin in that region. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a surprise team uh, emerge come playoff time. And speaking of which, Class D South, you know, the last two years, you had Freeport as the eight seed win the regional title in uh, 2016, and then Yarmouth as the nine seed win it all last year. So I don't think seedings matter all that much in this region. Uh, but Cape Elizabeth at this juncture looks like the team to beat. Seven and one, uh, another team with very good pitching. They've got some of the best hitting around. And if they play good defense, they're very tough to beat. Uh, you know, Freeport's emerged here. Uh, shades of two years ago when they made that amazing run, they're the only team to beat Cape so far. Uh, Greeley's always in the mix. Wells is quietly putting together a very good season. Uh, so several teams there as well. And, and I look at the A North, I know you guys probably talk about that a lot more. And you know, I didn't realize that Bangor had been knocked off the other day and Edward Little was sitting undefeated. And Oxford Hills is having a terrific year. So a lot of parity, it seems like, to go around. And it's been a very good year for baseball so far. It has. Uh, Lewiston's actually uh, doing pretty well uh, as well. Lewiston actually went on the road yesterday, beat Oxford Hills 13-1. to So they're another dark horse to look for. And to me, the wild card in spring sports is always that kind of that big gap from the end of the regular season into the playoffs because you do not know what type of team you're going to have after that little gap of, of that few days and in and, and your, and your proms and your end-of-year exams and your folks that are graduating. And, I mean, it, it is, it's such a different dynamic than the basketball playoffs and the football playoffs because not always, you don't always have the same team in the postseason that you had during the regular season. It's a, it's, it's a tale of two seasons. Yeah, it's definitely a nervous time, I think, for coaches and administrators yeah. for, for obvious reasons. But, you know, I've I found over the years that, for the most part, these seniors handle it pretty responsibly, and, and the kids that you hope would be there for the playoffs uh, tend to be there. And, you know, it's amazing to think we're only a few weeks away from that. I mean, this year it's blown, and I say that every year. You know, the older you get, the faster it goes. But it seems like we were just talking high school football not too long ago, and it seems like we were sitting there at the Civic Center in Portland uh, just very recently covering basketball. Now here we are just a couple weeks away from the end of the spring regular season and five weeks away from the state championship games uh, on Saturday. So... Uh, what a what a quick uh, ride it's been, and I'm sure there's a lot of excitement still to come. Yeah, we're we're not far away from being uh, from talking about lobster bowl stuff and uh, and, right. and and getting ready for for football. I was at the Core Shrine Temple today, and I saw everybody with their lobster bowl stuff on. I mean, it's it's that time of year. I can yeah, remember. It goes quick. I can remember a lot of years when I was at Oak Hill, the baseball team came running in, caps and gowns on, with the baseball pants on because they just come from a playoff game, and right. we're gonna go at graduation. Here it goes, you know. So. Yeah. It is a busy time. Absolutely. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster. You can find him online at theforecaster.net or follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports. That's four sports. Uh, anything on the docket for you tonight, my friend? I'm going to be at the Noble South Portland baseball game. I actually haven't seen South Portland yet, so I'm looking forward to that. And you know, as I mentioned, Noble's playing really well as well, so that should be a pretty good game. And I've already had multiple extra inning games and uh, <laughs> game games that have come down to you know, big hits and big situations, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is another one. That's what I assume. We'll just follow Michael Hoffer. We'll get all the we'll we'll get all the good games, yeah. and they'll all be good for you. That'll work. That'll, that'll be great. 
Michael Hofford. It works out that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hofford joins us on the regular Talk High School Sports. Michael, thank you very much. Talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Good to chat with you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. See ya. You know, That's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster here on the b Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios.